This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my kitty-loving friends. It's Linda Hall, co-host with 19 Cats and Counting. The best friends are the one that come back to visit you a second time. They must really like you. And we love Dr. Rachel Geller. And Dr. Geller has gotten aligned with the most cool organization called Finney's that Reed and I didn't even know about. And we thought we knew about all the stuff where, as pertains to pets. So we're very excited to talk to Morgan and to Dr. Geller and to fill you in and let you know about this amazing organization that has come together to help people and their animals to stay together. We'll be right back after this ad. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall. And we just discovered it is National BFF Day today. I wanted to say so, that. Ha-ha, I said it first. So welcome. <laughs> Bring on. The I told the you. Mostest. I know you. She's such a brat. I am She's such a brat. But I I'm love a little you. sister, you know. Little sisters are yeah, like you that. are younger than me too, darn it all. Yeah, and my just... mom does favor you over me. I don't understand that, but it happens. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you could be talking about. <laughs> well, thank you for being my BFF. And I really appreciate all your love and support. We've known each other for 20-something years, but we just became yeah. BFFs about what five six years ago yeah something like that, that. Yeah. yeah yeah when we started time. We, when we started working together on uh just for cats pet sitting yeah let's get to our awesome guests because i can't yes. wait to talk with i want yes Miller. Finney's mission, it says, is keeping people and their beloved pets together. So I'm really excited to find out how that really that is speaks like, to my heart. That's everybody's exactly, exactly. So welcome, Morgan and Dr. Geller. Hello. Thank you. How are we doing? I'm so excited. What can possibly be bad? Here we are with you guys and Morgan's wonderful organization, and we're talking about cats. It's all yes, great. Yes. What could be better? Nothing. And, Morgan, how long has Finney's been around and why did I not know about this? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I, how did I miss that memo? I, um, I don't know because Finney's has been around for 25 years. Wow. And we're in our 25th anniversary year. So um, Anniver- happy anniversary. Yay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, I feel weird saying that because I just joined like six months ago, but, but I will take part in the celebration. Yes. Um, yes. So Finney's Friends started in 1995. It was a part of MSPCA. There was a law enforcement officer uh, associated with uh, the work with MSPCA who had AIDS 
and unfortunately died of AIDS. Mm -hmm. And he had had to surrender his pets because of financial issues. And so the MSPCA created this organization sort of in his honor um, to do whatever they could to help people be able to take care of their pets and not to have to have to surrender them, which is just awful for anyone who loves pets, their pets to get to the point where things are so bad, where they have to surrender their pets. It's terrible. So we want to try and keep people from having to do that. Anyway, so then uh, it ended up MSPCA could no longer do the Finney's program. So it, some really dedicated volunteers involved with the program broke off and started Finney's Friends as a standalone organization oh, to wonderful. really be able to help people. I mean, specifically low-income people, but really just anyone who is having difficulty caring for their pets and um, feels like they might have to surrender. Yes. We see it all the time as, as situations change. And I will tell you, personally, it got me. I was reading your story with the guy and his cat, Ethel, and I got really choked up because, you know, it's kind of common knowledge to our followers, but we lost my son-in-law to COVID in 2020. He was 38, uh, three days after his 38th birthday. And they had my daughter and he had four cats and those were their children. Right. And I did not know at the time in my mind, it was never a question. Of course, if we lose Sebastian, Nikki's coming home with me because Nikki has a, has a little bit of a disability. So he was the main breadwinner, but apparently it didn't occur to her in her panic. And she, I found out probably a year and a half later that she had called the homeless shelter when it became obvious that he really wasn't going to make it unless a miracle happened. And it asked if they had any openings and if she could bring her cats with her and they won't let her bring your cats with you. So, you know, had she not had, had I not had the room been able to take her and whatever, I mean, you know, we're mothers, we, we move heaven and earth to make these things happen, but had something happened that I had not been able to take her. So, yeah. What happens to these people, you know? And, and so many people said, I, I can't believe you took in, you know, I have a lot of animals in this house and uh, <clears throat> I had seven cats and a small dog at the time to integrate with her for, and I'm like, but really, would you really look at this 32 year old woman and say, gee, I'm sorry, your husband died. Now you're going to get rid of your children too. But what is wrong with you people? People do it, Linda. When I used to volunteer with the uh, Save a Life Adoptions <sighs> in LA, I remember this lady coming and surrendering her cat. She um, lost her job. She had to move back in with her parents and they said, no cat. That's just so awful. It, it, and it really is awful. And when you think about it, it seems like it wouldn't be a huge big deal for homeless shelters to, you know, maybe have some type of an add on building with cages for at least small animals, like at least for cats and small dogs. It doesn't seem that insurmountable but for some reason i think with various ordinances and rules yeah, and, and so forth it's a little more of a process than it should be but you know thank goodness for organizations like finney's that will help yes bridge people from one point to the next so they can keep yes. their pets in their homes we, we want cats and people together and sure. pets and people. Uh, yes yes and, and all the animals you know they become our lives yeah. become our hearts you know as the audio version goes out you can't see but i have a cat behind me right now who's I have one of my loves me to death yes we just got text i mean these are our loves and our lives and we can't, you know, we've, we've, we've modeled our entire lives after these furry babies of ours and to just give them up. 
So you had mentioned too that homelessness, rehab, and I had added abuse that I hadn't thought about. I was involved with an organization briefly here in Ohio that had helped to pass an ordinance that when the police come and can substantiate physical abuse between domestic situation, that they also have to report on the animals and try to get the animals out of there. So now what happens? You know, little Johnny, six years old, he just witnessed this horrible traumatic event. They've hauled daddy off to jail. Mommy and him got nowhere to go. Oh, and you're giving up Fido on the way, right? Like just compound injury after injury after injury. That can send people people. into a depression. Oh, no kidding. There's an amazing statistic that something like almost 90% of victims of domestic abuse will not leave their abuser or abusive situations because of the family pet. They're afraid of what will happen. Of course. Exactly. Yes. And people who will abuse humans will abuse animals. I mean, I think that's very common. Got a lot of social workers in my family. I got a stepdaughter who is now a social worker for children's services in Toledo. My sister has been a social worker for as long as I can remember. And so, yeah, I know all about those, you know, those statistics. And Yeah. yeah, but, but who takes the animals, right? What do you do? That's the thing. I mean, it's amazing that you were able to help your daughter-in-law, Linda, but um, God. that, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but it's, that's unfortunately on the rarer side um, in many, many cases, either there is no family or friends or no one is able to, or willing to take in the pets. And then, yeah, it's just, it's really, really difficult. Even being able to bridge that gap between, as Rachel was mentioning, the temporary, if someone is temporarily homeless or just goes in the hospital or something, can be very extremely helpful to help people keep their pets. You know, I mean, who knows how many people have had to surrender their cats just because they couldn't take care of them. Definitely. Yes. Well, even when we were running JFC, Linda, we had people call us asking if we could foster their cats because they were losing their home. Yes. Or they were ill. They were going away to have surgery or yes, there was all kinds of cases. We, we managed a couple of things a couple of times that we probably shouldn't have done. It's probably against our insurance regulations, but you know, you do what you got to do. So, you know, but I love love that you do this. I love to uh, do this. We had, a, we had a cat sitter in LA that went to her sit and there's a mandatory evacuation. It was during the fires in LA, you know, the fires in LA that are constantly popping up. And she called us and she's like, I can't leave this cat here. And again, totally against her insurance. We're like, no, there was take four. the cat home. What do we know? That's four right. Cats. There was, there was four. Thank God the sitter was able to add, add an extra room to segregate them and everything. But you know, what do you do? Right. Do you just leave the cat in a home that's being mandatory evacuated because the wildfires are getting closer? I don't yeah. think so. So Can't do that. It's just it's a lot of stress and you worry and what will happen to my babies and where will I go and what will I do? And even while Sebastian was sick in the hospital, we all had COVID at the same time. Yeah. I had pneumonia in both lungs. My daughter had it in one lung. So we're literally like camped out in the living room while Sebastian's in the hospital. And every day we'd be like, somebody's got to go back to the apartment and take care of Nikki's poor cats my goodness. <laughs> running around. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen and when and how. And all of the um, single elderly seniors that we meet up with that have an, you know, what happens when, you know, and there's nobody to take them just so that they can get that the hip surgery or knee surgery or whatever they need. So, so do you have a facility, Morgan, or do you have volunteer uh, fosters that will take these animals temporarily? Yeah, we do not have a facility. We're volunteer run. And so we 
have some fosters that are able to take in pets. It's difficult though, because we, Finney's covers the whole state of Massachusetts. So it's kind of, it's hard to, and we only have so many volunteers, so it's hard to coordinate the volunteer being anywhere near the person who needs the foster. So what we've been doing is like paying for boarding for short term, which of course is not ideal for anyone because, you know, you hope that it's a good, I mean, we try and find the best boarding facilities that we can, but also it's expensive and yes. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we'll be working on developing more of a foster program in the future because it is a really huge need that that happens, I think, more often than people think. Yes. Oh, when we ran the cat sitting business for how many years? Yes. So-and-so goes into the hospital. Can't think of that one girl. She was in and out all the time and she had that cat and she loved that cat. And, you know, so we would, our sitters would come out, but if you don't have that money, that resource to pay for cats that are now what, right? I'm in the hospital now. What? Now she was lucky. She had the means and she would call us from the ER and go, well, they're admitting us. So please start taking care of the cats tonight. Right. Yep. Yep. But not everybody has that and not everybody can afford, you know, we we're, we were on the pricier side being in Los Angeles. Not everybody can afford that. Yeah. Or boarding exactly. and then trying to find a good boarding facility for cats. That's really more difficult. Yeah. And try to do all of this when you're in crisis too. Yeah. So everything exactly. you mentioned, right? And then the whole thing is being done when you're at your worst possible moment and the most stressed out. Yeah. Uh, Inflation doesn't really (laughs) tell me about it. Yeah. I I don't know where y'all, but gas in Ohio just hit over $5 the (gasps) other day. And my, yeah, yeah. My my 17 year old son who works at Walmart came home almost in tears. Like the kid does not get emotional easy, but it was really hitting his paycheck and he was getting a little bit clapped over this. Like mom, I can't even afford to drive back and forth to work. So it's so difficult. And even just with pet supplies, pet food. And the shortages that are going on. Shortages, exactly, are affecting everyone. And it's hard to even find the food, never mind being able to pay for it. Um, It's just, it's really across the board, just a a problem for all pet pet parents, I think. Um, It really is. And you think about the paraphernalia, like, you know, as a behaviorist, I'm often suggesting you might need a cat tree. You need a better scratching post. I mean, these items aren't cheap. Oh, we are too. You're right. Yeah, we, we suggest yes. things yes. like yes. that. Exact right. same thing. Right. And, and feeding. go high and feeding my and own just the other day, I bought like three big scratching posts and shipped them off to people uh-huh. who couldn't afford it. And I'm thinking... There has to be a That's better awesome. way, but That's I haven't awesome. really figured that out yet. No, I get it. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Even just no. feeding my own 16, I've been pushed up a little bit. Like <laughs> I can't get all of the usual things they eat. So I've had to go to a little more expensive stuff, which if I had two or three cats, no big deal, but I have 16. <laughs> right? Yeah. We were both dedicated chewy enthusiasts. Like, you know, you just put it on your little auto thing. Every two weeks stuff shows up on my porch. I don't know how that happens, but all of a sudden they started, you know, they're out of things and yeah. we were looking i don't remember it was some kind of litter that we were looking for and it was jacked up to like 35 bucks where it used to be like 15 and we were like mm, supply and demand that's nice i like that mm-hmm, thanks guess Crazy. we're gonna try a different litter today and uh you know and- yeah i've had to do a lot I of that guess too. love that yeah oh yes change everything. my substrate i don't care yeah yes. that's when you need your behaviorist right yes exactly <laughs> try to work on that slowly yes everything is just 
just so crazy expensive. And, and, you know, we were talking before and I said, you know, my parents are 81 and 83 and my dad actually is going in to get knee surgery soon. Uh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. I, sorry. I just don't have the date. You know, you got to go to the doctors and see the orthopedist who does this and that, but it's coming. So I may be doing podcasts from my parents' house, uh, but for so you a minute, can take but, care of uh, their cat. Exactly. But yeah, I, you know, they're doing okay. My dad's a GM retiree. They've got social security, but it's not, you know, I, and again, if the cat gets diabetic at $150 for a vial of insulin, that changes everything. I have one in for surgery right now. I've had another one for in for surgery three weeks ago. It's just, yeah, everything hitting right now. And like I said, there's a lot of people who still don't have jobs due to the pandemic. So they, you know, have an organization like Finney's Friends to go to. Gosh, yes. And hopefully us, when we start getting better funded and better well-known, it will really help people a lot. We probably need to stop for our break. Yes. Just about. We can go ahead and stop. I try, to, I try to keep track because we, <laughs> we tend to go over when we get we do. those we love. So I've been right. watching. That's why my eyes go over. In the I'm proud of bit. you. We usually just like, oh, it's been an hour. Oops. Well, let's, <laughs> let's take a little break now to hear from our right. awesome sponsors that make our show possible and give Linda a chance to cough. <laughs> we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back with 19 Cats and Counting with awesome Dr. Rachel Geller and Morgan Ritz from Finney and Friends in Massachusetts. It's just called Finney's. Oh, Finney's. it's just Finney's. Oh, sorry. Just Finney's. Okay. We don't confused with another. Oh, I was looking right. at the tab. It says <laughs> Finney's Friends. So uh, yes, my it bad. was Finney's Friends and um, it may have not been updated on the website. Yeah. Uh-huh. I understand that. I understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time we do, oh man, I found it in another spot. Oh man, I thought I got rid of all that. I right. found it in another spot. It never- yeah. <gasps> oh, who's next to you, Morgan? Who's There's that? a white kitty. <laughs> this is Chester. Hi, Chester. Look how gorgeous. Y'all will see when you watch the video. I am obsessed. Look how big. Oh my gosh. I keep telling my husband. He's a I big don't, boy. I keep telling my husband, I don't have a white one. He says they're not like <laughs> shoes. Not and I can't categorize them that way. <laughs> but I don't have a white colors. one. <laughs> oh, so gorgeous. It's all I'm That's missing. So- oh, and a nice big Tom. I, I have an affinity yeah. for big Tom. Oh, yeah. The I, big head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I give you a big old Tom every day. Love it. A big Tom that's white. We got it. Oh, 
<laughs> See, my husband just doesn't understand the need, but um, yeah. girl, sick girl, you already have 12. <laughs> I think if I bring on the 13th cat, I'm definitely getting served with divorce papers. I'm pretty sure that's going <laughs> and to don't be bring the official them down here, line. I can't take in 13 more. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Cat, husband. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. what? A funny one. fact is that my husband wrote the foreword in my book. And as part of the foreword, it was his top 10 list of how he knows that I love the cats more than I love him. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I love it. Oh, I, okay, love I have it. to read that now. I have to read it just for that. <laughs> yeah. My husband did that to me. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the bed and he's getting ready to come into bed and I'm petting Subra, a uh, dark tiger. And I'm petting her and I'm telling her, you're the most beautiful girl in the whole world. You're just the most beautiful girl. <laughs> and my husband looks at me and said, no, she's not. So of course he's going to say I am right. And I said, oh yeah, who is? And he said, Baca, which is his favorite cat. And my did nose was he, did quite he sleep out on of the joint. couch that night, Linda. <laughs> no, he should have. I think I, you know, kicked him a few times and stuck my cold feet up his hiney. But yeah, other than that, I let him be. But yeah, the cat, the cat. It's of right. course supposed to be me, but mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And this is the man when we first said we wanted a cat who said, I hate cats. No. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. change once they have a cat. Yeah. 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 He was raised in farm country. And so his idea of a cat was a barn cat. Right. And yeah, and yeah I don't want any of that. Right. Like, yeah. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Let exactly. us just show you. So we wore him <laughs> down till he said, okay, one, just one. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Twelve later. Exactly. You just have to work your little magic in and yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So how can people support you, Morgan? Uh, do you have a wish list on Amazon, a place they can donate? They could go to our website, finneys.org. And they're, I'm sorry, I'm getting. Oh, me too. Time. Yeah, tell me um, about it. The story of our lives. Lipstick and cats don't mix. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so there's many donate buttons, of course. We love <laughs> uh, monetary donations. And also, we have a legacy program that was recently developed. Oh, which tell is us about that. It's all about planned giving, ways that you can, you know, we don't love thinking about, you know, the next whatever comes after this, yes. but, um, but just ways that you can plan for, you can help, help yourself, you know, in terms of like making plans for your cat, should something happen to you and also help other cats, other people and cats through donations to Finney's, through real estate or uh, insurance plans, or um, I mean, there's many ways, even just saying that when if you do die, you would like donations when you die, you know, at your funeral, you'd like to go to Finney's. Finney's. What a wonderful idea. Yeah. I I have an insurance policy for my guys and Linda, if I die. First, she will. Well, first of all, hang on because that's a lot of cats for me to handle. But I love, <laughs> I do. I call them my nieces and nephews. We refer to me as Aunt Linda. I come I'm not stay, planning to die anytime. Yeah, please don't. I come and I stay like two weeks at a time. I bring toys and presents for them, right? Like, you know. But would, my, my point is, though, you need to be ready for that. I've taken in at least four cats whose owners have died in their families, then didn't want the cat. A couple that got kicked outside. Uh, three that ended up in the shelter about to be euthanized. So having some kind of plan is extremely important. I love that you help them with that, with that planning. 
Yes. And, and that you've got Dr. Gally working smart move, by the way, that was very good because these behavior issues, you know, we, we recently had a client that I've hailed as a hero. Oh gosh, this poor woman. She got, um, found out she had a cat and a dog and I don't remember which one first, but one of them, she found out had cancer. Then the other one, like a week later, she found out had cancer. They died oh, in the I same week, that. both of her animals. Her. Yeah. So she wasn't going to get any more animals, right? Cause we're not getting our hearts tranced down again, but then she was, you know, it's awfully quiet in here. So she went to the shelter and not only did she adopt a senior cat, she adopted a senior cat who was surrendered because it piddles in the house. I was like, that's my hero. That's <laughs> my lady. And we're of course getting it taken care of, but that's the problem. You surrender render an animal that's got a behavior problem. Nobody comes in. Well, except for this one lady and probably us and says, I want the cat that pees on the pillow. Right. Like no one says that. Yeah. And that's why kind of that whole idea of surrender prevention is is so very important. But, you know, if you're low income or you are worried, you may be losing your home or, and then you have a cat who has some type of a behavior problem. You can very much love that cat so dearly, but the reality is there are all kinds of things crashing in on you and you can only do so much. And so for people who really, you know, they love their cat, they don't want to have to surrender the cat. They want to keep the family together, including the cat. Having the resources to get free cat behavior help can really change the situation so much for a family who's already lost so much. We don't want to have have to have them lose the family pet at the same time. So exactly. it's so wonderful to be part of Finney's where oh, sure. they really focus on those low-income people. But I want to jump on a point that Morgan made because she did say, you know, maybe not everybody is low-income, but they're in crisis. And, you know, if you have a cat and that cat has already peed on three couches and seven blankets and you know where I'm going with this, people have tossed <laughs> things, they've replaced furniture, they've, they've replaced shoes. You know, they may not be so eager to now spend hundreds of dollars on right on behavior intervention for their cat. So really, although we do focus on the low income and very needy at Finney's, if there's somebody in crisis and it's going to be either the free cat behavior help or surrendering the cat, we will help that person. Yes. And that helps everybody, especially, you know, I just think my kids have been raised with animals and I just can't imagine them having to lose one of their animals because we couldn't afford it. And, and believe me, the chewy bill is not cheap, folks. <laughs> That's a lot of animals. But, then, uh, we also have people, though, that the one we're dealing with right now, Linda, that they afforded it. They booked us. They actually got the most expensive plan we have, right? They're still going to give away the cat. Oh, that's so frustrating. I know. Yeah. I, know. I may end up with her. I know. I don't need any more. But that's why we need to build our facility. And then we had, we had another one the same way. That was their main focus. That They just wanted us to take the cat. Well, I found the cat at home. Yeah, you guys need a facility. There's a donate button on your website, right? Yes. Yes. I'm like a million percent doing that as soon as we have oh, yeah. you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and honestly, this is why all of the animals that we have were brought in because you know, Rita's got one that was except found- for one. I went in and looked yes. for Sweetie Pie, but the rest of them, yeah. <laughs> she adopted this kitten who was too high energy, and so she was like. For the first time in my entire life, I'm going out and purposely adopting a cat from a rescue because now she's because I need a cat for my cat. And yeah, now she's her favorite. (laughs) But, you know, I just you think the family and you think about what the animals go through. Look, we've seen animals grieve for their people, for other animals. You know, I took when my son-in-law passed and the cats came and lived here. He had one who just was that was daddy's boy, Inky, and he would roam the house at night and make the most awful. I can't even think about it. That turn out gutter 
guttural. Oh, I can't do it with my horse throat. Yeah. But uh, these just awful noises, just wandering the house looking for his daddy killed me every night killed me. You know, they mourn and they hurt. And when you have to give your baby away, they're hurting. And I, you know, I don't, don't want to pick on people. I, I get it. Especially no, sometimes when you're in the necessary. middle. Sometimes yes. Yeah. yes. We, sometimes you know. people really are in crisis, but when you think about it, when we can help and we can fix a problem, many behavior problems really are solvable. It's just that people don't realize it. We're really, you know, with what I do and with working with Finney's, often we're, we're saving two lives because we're keeping the cat that already has a home in her home. Sure. And now we're keeping a spot open for a foster or a volunteer from Finney's to bring in another cat who truly is homeless. Yes. And you're helping the humans. I think that was, I think the biggest surprise to me when we got into the behavior, we were doing it for the cats, keep cats in their homes. Right. Right. And then you run into these people who are so close to the edge, right? They are ready to jump. They have had it. Their stuff's being destroyed. We've had couples that get in conflict over the cats. Yeah. I think we've saved a couple marriages. I think so. (laughs) Yes. We we joke all the time about being marriage counselors and, you know, it's so hard on these people. And often when we deliver our plan before they've even implemented it, they let out this sigh, like they've been holding their breath for two months. Right. You know, like I just can't. And there are some who are facing considering surrendering and there are others, God bless them who say, look, I'm not giving up this for child, no matter what happens, but dang it. I'd like to live with some peace and stop segregating everybody and running upstairs and downstairs and cleaning up the pee and the poo and the, you know, (laughs) I'm sure you deal with a lot of this too, Morgan. And and especially um, though people, when they can't afford to keep their pets and they really want to, and sometimes their pets are all they really have. And to give them up is losing their best friend, literally. Yeah, it really is. I mean, what's at the heart of Finney's mission is the, the bond, the power of the bond between a person and their pet and how huge that is and how beneficial for both person, human and pet, and just how devastating it can be to have anything come between, you know, to break that bond. And yeah, that it's not, I think it's, it's bigger than people realize. And um, it really is sometimes a pet is the only thing keeping someone going through all these terrible things that are happening. And um, so, yeah, I think one thing that sets Finney's apart from many organizations, you know, there's a lot of shelters and rescues who are doing amazing things, but we're not just helping the pets. We are also helping the people. Um, So that I feel like is, is kind of different. And I I feel like it's a really good direction. I know there's a few other organizations like us out there. I feel like it's, it's a, maybe a growing movement so that, yeah, because it's, such, it's such a huge need. I mean, the, the requests, the number of requests that we get is just, it's still, it still is overwhelming to me um, how many and just many desperate people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's you know. great to be able to do anything that we can yeah. to help. Um, we've, had, we've had many clients who said, I purposely, one who said, I purposely chose not to have human children. I purposely chose to have cat children. And now the cat's peeing and pooping and I'm thinking about diapers and what just happened. Right? Like, <laughs> I just got thrown back in the vortex. <laughs> and they are, they're, they're their children. They're their source of comfort. So many 
you know, people that it's just them and their babies, their cats and, you know, just me my, and the cats. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How would you have survived COVID without the cats in your house? Well, I would have had to spend more time with my parents' dogs and I love them, but they're very overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> they have five dogs. They used to have eight. It's like, ah! Oh, so this whole thing is genetic. I see it. Now. Oh, yeah. It is. yeah. My, my mom actually founded the Humane Society of Lancaster, South Carolina here. Uh, wow. So oh, yes, wow. it runs in my family. It runs in yes. my family. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it is. It's, it's for everybody. It's for the people. It's for the animals. You know, as I said, my son and, and son-in-law and daughter, when they were got married, she had two cats from her previous time alone that she decided to be a single parent to. And Sebastian said, I want us to have our own children. So that would be how Deadpool and Harley came into it. They went to the shelter and got their own. I mean, they're their children. I know, <laughs> I know we sometimes humanize too much, but they love them like that. They're their babies. And, you know, to, to lose your spouse and then say, yeah, you got to give up your kids too. Well, especially for people who've lost income or lost, you know, their jobs and to have to give up their cats and their dogs too. I'm so glad Morgan, you helped them with that. Yes. Thank yes. You. And yeah. Dr. Geller, I'll, I'll tell you, Dr. Geller, we had somebody reach out to us recently, really just wanted us to help them for free. And we talked about it because we really wanted to help them, but we said, you know, since we're a 501c3, we really have a fiduciary responsibility to build that sanctuary. This is what we've said, and we cannot. But right. so we said, but hey, I got somebody for you. Let's take this <laughs> yeah, down. We sent her to Dr. Geller. <laughs> yes, we did. And, and please feel free to do that. That's, uh, I'm glad you so said because we did. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I wish we could do it for free, but we want to build that shelter and plus to enable us to keep moving forward. Right. You know, Linda and, and I have and, to keep a roof And honestly, over. we all complement each other, right? You know, 100%. I have, you know, my particular strength and that's what I do. But yeah, what you do in, and building that sanctuary is so important. It will, what Morgan, the organization she's running and oh keeping gosh, yes. um, pets and people together is so important. And so I feel like, you know, we're all working together towards the same goal. We really, we're all on the same team. Yeah, sure. I've never, I've we're worked in a lot of different team. areas in my life and I've never found an area that is less competitive. Like I, it's just not competitive right. than the animal welfare world. There's so many that we need all, help. Yeah, we all in. work together to click in. And and somebody said, you have other behaviors on your podcast. And we're like, yeah, you think we can take care of all those cats ourselves? <laughs> I know. It's, it is estimated exactly. that 134,400 cats I was just gonna say, are that's the surrendered number. to U.S. shelters, just shelters. Right. For behavior, behavior Right. Right. Behavior problems. Exactly. We can't fix 134,400 cats by ourselves. None of us so, are doing that. So on let's everybody get in here and take a, take a paw and dig in because yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. We are all working together. We're all promoting each other and singing each other's praises. Oh my gosh. Linda, every aspect. look at, Great. look at Supra. Oh, pause. On the pause, bed, you I'm mean? sorry, pause. Oh, yeah. These beds were on clearance at the catladybox.com. They're still selling them. They're just twice as much now. And they have a very soft liner in it. And I've got two cats that love to nurse on a fuzzy and they are oh. over the moon about <laughs> these beds. I literally sent Rita a video yesterday of paws nursing on that thing and making biscuits. And it was so cute. We have yes. ADD if a cat comes into the picture. Yes. We like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, um, I just wanted to piggyback on what you guys were talking about how amazing Rachel is and that she does gives her services for free and I just want to um, say that Finney's is so incredibly lucky that we you know got her to be 
helping us because as you were saying, behavior problems are such a huge contributor to surrendering cats. And like Rachel said, many of them are solvable if you just have someone to work with. And so, yeah, and and she just completely fits right in with our mission. And we're so excited to be working together and to be saving as many cats and, you know, dogs and other pets. Yeah. And just look at Dr. Geller's face. Like she always has that smile that's just contagious. It makes you feel <laughs> bubbly inside. She's like cute as a button. Right. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Well, I have to ask her husband behind closed doors, but it's like, oh is she ever God. in a bad mood? Cause she's I, always so happy and it I've is. It's infectious. It. it makes you feel joy. Well, it's what's better nice, in life so. than to. My face is now the color of that. You are turning a little red there. I don't know. It's a little crimson there, but yes. We're going to be so terribly. Uh, okay, topic change. Uh, topic change. Okay, okay. We appreciate you, Morgan, and what you're doing and you jumping in here like this. I, you know, these kind of things are not highly rewarded financially. You don't tend to get the key to the city for doing things like this, you know. No, you're not going to get a star on the, not on the walk of fame. But, um, but you're, you're saving lives with everyone that you're saving or being allowed to come back to that person. You know, we've all seen those viral videos where the guy's been off to war or whatever and comes back and how freaked out the dog or the cat gets, <laughs> you know, well, if you've got to go into rehab or you've got to, you know, you've, you've had a stroke or some, anything, you know, what do you do? So this is just amazing. And I'd like to, you know, you're local to your state, but I'd really like to encourage others to, to take that up. You know, I'd like to see Finney's become an international thing where you can all just draw on together. It's like, wait, 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 I know. Wait, yeah, she looks fair. That's a little more like, than mine. Would you look at the time? I, think no, I know, right? Oh, actually, well, we, we do have to wrap up. up honey. We do but, have to wrap up shortly. But I hear what you're saying because there's so much need here. We are in Massachusetts, which is by in by no means the worst place to have, you know, four pets and for people who have pets. Really? I didn't I mean, know that. You guys are in the south. I that's just like a whole other kind of thing. So I would love to be able to help people and pets in places where it's more difficult and everyone in between. And um, so someday. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, everybody, you need to go to finneys.org. It's P-H-I and E-Y-S dot org and give a donation, support their mission, and uh, maybe look around in your own neighborhood and see if they could use your help fostering. If you're local, I was just going to say, if you're local, reach out and see if you've got a cat that you can foster while somebody's getting help. Right. And we also always need volunteers and we have virtual positions. So you don't have to necessarily live here. um, I'll have to take a look at that. Yes, please do. <laughs> yes. That's how I'm like, yeah. <laughs> See my pen going? Yes. Good. Yes. We all need to work together to do this. And we, you know, we can't all do it alone. You know, TNR would not be my thing, but we need TNR people, right? So yeah. everybody grab your mantle, do your thing, pitch in. If you're not in a, in a space where you can physically help, then, you know, see if you can financially support even right. a dollar. I, I say all the time, I think a lot of people hesitate to give because, you know, maybe they only have $5 to give. $5 will go a long way to help. If a right? thousand people give $5, that's $5,000. I mean, exactly. it adds up. He's a mathematician too. Yes, she is <laughs> on it. But you know what? too, if you can't help physically, if you can't help financially, then follow Finney's, follow 
Rita and follow Linda on all their different social medias. Like, follow share, Rachel. comment. Follow Dr. Yes. Geller. Yes, follow Dr. <laughs> Geller. Yes. We go, well, then add something too. If the social medias get big enough, you can sometimes get a little revenue from your social media, which could go straight into it. That's what we're trying to build our social media following. We hadn't been paying that much attention to it until we found out that this could really help us build the sanctuary faster. And yeah. suddenly we're just creators. <laughs> so we're just we're, all over it. So we're yes. out there. Any last words before we wrap? up dr rachel morgan i would just like to say that i'm thrilled to be working with morgan and finney's because as a cat behaviorist and somebody who's you know this is what i do all day long you guys know that people are so overwhelmed people are frightened they think they have to surrender the cat they really don't want to have to surrender the cat sure. things are expensive so i'm thrilled to be with finney's because their mission just aligns so beautifully with mine it's just very rewarding yes Yes. We're Morgan. thankful that you continue to put yourself out there, Dr. Geller, and do what you can to help. So yes. And yes. right back at you. And I also want to thank you, Rita and Linda, so much for this amazing opportunity. Oh, anytime. Um, and just for having for doing what you do. And I feel sure that you will get your sanctuary hopefully soon. And um, also just to tell people that this need of help, financial help, behavior help, help that people in crisis need to be able to keep their pets is huge. Yes. I think anywhere you go, I don't know if people know how many people are struggling right now. And so if, yeah, if there's anything you can do to help, that would be great. Check out our website and go snuggle your cats. Yes. No, that, always, and your dogs. That's always the plan. And oh, yeah. And the dog. And your dogs, too. Oh, we dog. love them both. We love both dogs and cats. I grew up with a we dog. Do. So did Linda. Yeah. We're just more cat-focused. Yeah. But we have to cats. wrap up. I know we could talk for another hour. Dr. Rachel and Morgan, you have such an awesome partnership and I wish you continued success. We'll be following along. We'll be checking out those uh, volunteer positions. Linda, as always, thank you for being my BFF and my, my co-host and my co-behaviorist and my co-everything work wife, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just ask my husband. Uh, of course, we have to thank Mark Winter, the owner of Pet Life Radio, for giving us this platform on yes. Pet Life Radio. Thank you so much. Such and don't forget, everyone, every day is Catter Day. And we'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>